Indeed, we have reached the day. It is Sweet 16 weekend, and the 2021 NCAA tournament resumes on Saturday and Sunday with four more games each day, eight of them in total. We'll be down to an Elite Eight by Sunday night, and we're here to break it down on the latest edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast. I am merely the somewhat caffeinated, somewhat rested host of the program, T.J. Reeves. Coming up momentarily, the T.C. Martin, initials brother from another mother, out in Las Vegas, the Vegas perspective on this Sweet 16. But more importantly, my man T.C. scored, and I mean scored big time, with grabbing Lon Kruger, the former Oklahoma coach, had them in the Final Four. The former UNLV coach had them in the Sweet 16. Former Illinois coach had them in the NCAA tournament. I could go on and on. Had the Florida Gators in the Final Four. Anyway, Lon Kruger has retired from the Oklahoma job. And my man T.C. Martin got like the hot off the press's first broadcast interview with Lon Kruger on his show on Thursday. So we'll talk with T.C. about the coaching carousel. Oh, by the way, Lon's son, Kevin Kruger, former assistant with him, former player with him at UNLV, former assistant at UNLV, is now going to be the UNLV new head coach. So are those two things related? T.C. straightens it all out. T.C. may be taking one of these coaching jobs himself before it is over because the Indiana job is still open. The Utah job is still open. We're going to talk coaching carousel and then get into the Final Four with him in a moment or two. Later on in the program, my analysts are here as part of the coverage on TuneIn and College Basketball Coast to Coast, the podcast. Mark Wise back with me from ESPN, the SEC Network, et cetera, et cetera. I'll get his insight on the Saturday-Sunday Sweet 16. That's later on in the show. Reminder... That however you found this program, social media link, etc. It's on podcast, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, etc. Under College Basketball Coast to Coast, subscribe. It comes automatically to you in the preview mode. Also streaming on the TuneIn channel, Tag Sports Group. Find that channel, top and bottom of the hour. The show starts over all day, every day. New show out around noon Eastern time. Adjust your time zone accordingly, as I like to say. Tag Sports Group, the channel, top and bottom of the hour. The show is streaming. And we have a new show for you all through the rest of March, through the final four as we march on. All right, here we go. I got all of the promotional stuff out of the way. Here he is from Las Vegas, the T.C. Martin Show, five days a week in Vegas. And T.C. Martin with me on College Basketball Coast to Coast. My friend, great to be with you. Again, public congratulations, as I just did in the beginning, scoring the Lon Kruger interview right after Oklahoma. Now, we, we should reveal you had already lined up to talk to him. And, and lo and behold, he resigns at Oklahoma. So let's bring you in. Happy Sweet 16 weekend, and I'm ready to mix it up on all things. First of all, how are you? I'm great, TJ. Always great to, to be with you, my man. Uh, plenty to talk about, as you know, Sweet 16. And here in Las Vegas, it's been a Kruger week. Oh, yes, it has. All right, so let's begin with I, – I don't know how, to, how out of nowhere this was for you, but for me and for a lot of people – kind of out of nowhere on a Thursday that suddenly Lon Kruger says after winning an opening round NCAA tournament game after what 30 plus years in the major college basketball and NBA business he says that's it I'm going to retire and then he's a guest on the TC Martin show give me more my friend 
Well, like you alluded to, uh, Yolan was scheduled to come on with me on Thursday, and we had talked back and forth early in the week. First of all, Yolan's a great friend, of course, being a former UNLV coach and all the fantastic stuff he does with Coaches versus Cancer uh, in his event here in Las Vegas every year where he's raised millions upon millions of dollars. So we always keep in contact. Uh, and then I remember when Kevin got the assistant coaching job here in Vegas two years ago underneath T.J. Otzelberger. I re- reached out to Lon at that point in time. I was like, hey, you know, you, you got poached, you know, <laughs> because, because <laughs> Kevin was on Lon's staff. I go, not only did you, did you lose an, an assistant coach, but you lost your son. You're not going to be able to, to see him on a daily basis. And we kind of revisited that a little bit yesterday as well. So, yeah, in, in all truth and fairness, I was having Lon on to basically talk about, you know, Kevin getting his dream job at UNLV, which both the Krugers have just such a affinity for. And they, you know, they still live here, uh, you know, part time and uh, they love Las Vegas. So then when uh, uh, I got the news, uh, I, I believe you broke it to me <laughs> as a matter of fact, too. So I immediately and I always confirm my guess, as you know, because you've been on with me right, several times. Right, right. I'm saying, OK, Lon, just, you know, confirming, you know, you're, you're, you're coming on today. And I didn't hear back from him for a while. So I'm going, oh boy, you know, what's, what's going to happen here? And he had confirmed with me the day before, and we had talked about the Oklahoma Gonzaga game, you know, the, the weekend prior and all that sort of thing. And, uh, but like Lon is a, a true man of his word, uh, just a fantastic guy. And when he came on the air and I said, well, Lon, I said, I know we were going to be talking a lot about Kevin and UNLV here. I said, now I said, you threw my whole interview off. Now we're going to start talking about retirement. And he goes, TC, I apologize for, for messing up your, your questionings for, for this interview today. He goes, but he goes, you do have my very first post-retirement interview. How about that? You scored it. And again, they can hear the full interview with Lon Kruger, tcmartinshow.com. It is still very much relevant as he talked at length about all of these situations. So again, find my man, TC, tcmartinshow.com, hear Lon Kruger. All right, so it's the logical follow-up. With Kevin getting the job as the son, as the former assistant, the current assistant at UNLV, he gets elevated. How much do you believe, and maybe Lon said it to you, how much do you believe that weighed in on his decision, hey, I'll go ahead and retire, and I just want to support Kevin in all of this? TC, what do you make of it? What do you know? Yeah, I did ask him that uh, question. He openly said, no, it, it definitely factored into the scenario. Basically, the reasons why Lon decided to retire was that um, Lou Hill, who was a, a, a former assistant with him at Oklahoma, uh, as well back in Las Vegas, of all Las Vegas ties, uh, Lou Hill passed away a few months ago. And that really wore on Lon. Uh, of course, he's getting up there in age. He's, he's been in this coaching game for such a long, a long time. And he just felt like, you know, this is the right time. So when Kevin got the job at UNLV, Lon was just as excited, if not more excited than Kevin. Because again, if you could, and I asked this to him, if you could actually handpick uh, a job for Kevin to have, would it be, you know, UNLV? Would it be Oklahoma? Where would it be? And he goes, without question, and we all knew the answer to this, that it would be UNLV. So again, because they are so entrenched in this community and have been for such a long time, you got to remember when Kevin Kruger was a player, he was a very good player at Arizona State. And he played his first three years there. And he was Pac-12, honorable mention, you know, second, third team, those type of awards. And he would come out and work out with Lon's uh, teams here at UNLV in the summer. And Curtis Terry, one of his former teammates, former runner Rebel, told the story in the show last week, saying he remembers when Kevin said, hey, uh, you know, I'm – I, I, I'm coming down there. And he goes, well, I know you're coming down here. We're coming down to work out, you know, you know, in the summer. He goes, no, he goes, if it's okay with you and everybody else, I, I, I'm transferring to UNLV. And we always talk about the transfer portal and everything right now. Kevin Kruger was the very first grad transfer 
at that point in time, that. the very first one. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, guys, you know, still having a year of eligibility left, you know, Kevin Kruger was the first guy. And so you got to remember what Las Vegas has meant to the Kruger family. Uh, and, and in Kevin's case, you know, he's never been a head coach before eight years in assistant, you know, a couple of years at Northern Arizona and then three years with lawn at Oklahoma. So he left there to be TJ Otzelberger's uh, head uh, assistant coach the last two seasons. So it was kind of a natural progression. And I think the writing was kind of on the wall, maybe not this soon that Otzelberger would leave for his dream job going back to Iowa state. But when it opened here, it just made a lot of sense that Kevin be the guy, especially where the UNLV program is right now. Sure, boosters and fans, Wanda high-profile guy. They're, they're shouting out Rick Pitino's name. They were talking about my man Randy Bennett from St. Mary's. And I had Randy on the show you know, uh, earlier this week, and I said, Randy, did your phone ever ring? He goes, they never called. So right. UNLV had Kevin Kruger in mind. It made sense. He might not be the, the sexiest pick for a lot of people nationally, but it makes sense here in Vegas. And Lon did say that he's coming here to basically support Kevin, but he's not ruling out, you know, helping him out, whatever he has to do. So he's sliding into retirement. He's moving back to Vegas. Don't be surprised. You're going to see Lon Kruger not only just about every home game of the Thomas and Mack Center, but you're going to see him around the practice facility quite a bit too. I love the insight of T.C. Martin on all of this. I promise I'm getting to the Sweet 16 games in a few moments. But again, we're college basketball coast to coast. You're getting the Vegas perspective on the UNLV job, on the Lon Kruger retirement off of what T.C. had on his show on Thursday. Uh, Just two more quick things, and I promise we're going to get to the game. I still remember that year that he came to UNLV. I'm the play-by-play guy for the University of South Florida in Tampa. There was a a connection to come play UNLV at UNLV, and Kevin Kruger was fantastic in the game that we went against. And I'm thinking, man, it's bad enough we had to go against Lon Kruger, the coach, but here's Kevin lighting it up in the Thomas and Mack Center. So I did a game that year probably, what, 17, 18 years ago, 16, 17 years ago with Kevin Kruger as uh, the, the grad transfer that you're talking about. And that video that has gone viral of he and Lon with the FaceTime where he is telling Lon that he got the UNLV job priceless. It is tremendous. And he's holding the grandbaby in the kitchen. Kevin is. And Lon doesn't want to talk to Kevin. Lon wants to talk to the grandbaby. That is total grandparents. I speak from experience, TC Martin, and you do too. That When the grandchildren are around, our parents don't even care that we're in the room anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> so Lon is like wanting to talk to the granddaughter and Kevin's trying to tell him, I got the UNLV job. It is tremendous. Yes. Um, yes. And I'm glad, and I'm glad and I'm grateful that you're on giving me some insight. And again, follow TC at TC Martin 21 for everything Vegas, but especially like this, find his website, find the stuff. Cause this man is locked in. And, and again, all of it, all of it fell into place for you. Well done. Uh, well done on that. All right, let's get to the games, the Sweet 16. In the few minutes that we have left with you, if I say to you, from a Vegas perspective, of the eight, give me a priority of one, maybe two, that really stood out, underdog, favorite, whatever and why. What's the first game, T.C. Martin, of the slate Saturday or Sunday? I think we started with the first game on Saturday with Loyola against Oregon State. You know, we got a chance to see Oregon State uh, put their little run together in the pack. 12 tournament here surprised everybody with the you know upset against UCLA coming back from 16 down forcing the game into overtime taking care of USC taking care of uh, Colorado uh, they've been a tremendous story but those Loyola Ramblers oh man what a story it was sister Jean a few years back going to the final four TJ I think it's Loyola again 
Uh, it's very unusual to see Loyola Chicago as the number eight seed knock out the number one Illinois. But from a matchup standpoint, the way they played, it was superb. And now they are a favorite, okay, a seven-point favorite, and they are the higher seed facing a 12 seed that is an anomaly in this situation in the Sweet 16. So the path, in my opinion, is set for Loyola. They're playing great basketball. Let's don't stop this uh, rambling train right now, my friend. We're going to keep going with the Ramblers. All right, so you're going to lay the points in that instance. And it's it's interesting because, like, you know Oregon State didn't pack for Indianapolis with the light-colored jerseys. Maybe they got the orange but not the black. <laughs> right. Loyola might have – I don't know if they had to send for the white jerseys. They probably did because now they're going to be in the white jerseys Saturday afternoon as the air quotes home team uh, in that one. And, again, on the other side of the draw is the Syracuse night game with – Houston, where potentially if Syracuse wins, you've got an 11 playing either an 8 or a 12 for the for the spot in the Final Four. Mm. Welcome to March Madness. Welcome to 2021. It's crazy. All right, so if Loyola stands out to you from the Vegas standpoint, give me another one. Do you have one more out of the eight that would be priority number two, including Sunday, if you like any of those matchups as well? Another one that stands out, T.C. Martin? I really like the Ducks, uh, you know, on, on the last game on, on Sunday – this U, uh, this USC team, I think the wrong team is favored in this one. USC is so hot and cold, you know what you're going to get. Okay, uh, Evan Mobley is fantastic. He's going to be an NBA a second or third, you know, pick. We understand that, but the Ducks firing all cylinders. What they did to Iowa just should raise everyone's eyebrows because let's remember the Oregon Ducks were the best team in the Pac-12. They had some injuries, had some COVID injuries, and then they got everybody back together. Uh, they did uh, you know, you know, get upset out here, but man, they have been focused and locked in since the NCAA tournament started. I was really looking forward to that VCU game. That was one of my gold picks in the first round. It was Syracuse and Oregon. We got there with Syracuse uh, in, in the opener in the, in the first two rounds, and then Oregon, we didn't get a chance to see them until they played Iowa, and, and they're ready, they're locked, they're loaded. I cannot bet on a team tj reeves that is 326 at the free throw line you can't have a team like that who is that the usc trojans yeah it's time for them to exit nice little story no one thought they would come this far take the ducks on sunday but there are a lot of games with a lot of intrigue here Uh, we got some great sweet 16 matchups oh there's no doubt about that and again as much as you're talking about usc with the bad free throw shooting they didn't play a close game in either one of the first two games including wiping out kansas Look at that Florida State-Michigan game. They're both outstanding free-throw shooting teams if it comes down to it. So that might, it, that might be the opposite of what might happen to USC in a battle with Oregon. I got about 90 seconds left with you. You're hanging out at the time that we're taping at the Cosmopolitan for the Friday before the weekend. But you're also there because of the scheduling change and the guidelines and the COVID stuff. The NCAA wanted to have extra time. So the Elite Eight games are Monday, Tuesday. You're hanging out at the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. It's not full on, but at least it's some atmosphere, and we just got to be grateful for what we get. And I know you're having a blast with the Cosmopolitan, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, they're they're a great partner of ours, and uh, you know, get a chance to host the show there on Friday afternoons, and then when we have the specialty events, and then Monday, Tuesday, we'll be broadcasting right there from the sports book as well, too. Uh, the William Hill Sports Book inside the Cosmopolitan, luxurious as you well know, my friend. But yeah, we'll be there Friday, <laughs> Monday, and Tuesday. Uh, and again, we talk about the the first weekend the NCAA tournament, the Sweet Sixteen, really one of my favorite. 
favorites because all meaningful games and now give credit to the committee for spacing everything out so everyone gets to see every game uh, on the docket Saturday and Sunday and we get to do the same thing on Monday, Tuesday. It is fantastic and like I say, man, there is no better place to be for a world championship fight than Las Vegas. There is no better place to be if you can't be inside an NCAA tournament arena you come to Vegas. <laughs> and this man's already there. T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show. Follow him at T.C. Martin 21. Hear him five days a week on in the afternoons in Vegas. He's been breaking it down on college basketball coast to coast. He's on the Loyola train. He's on the Oregon train. We are on his train. Again, hear the Lon Kruger interview on tcmartinshow.com about him retiring at Oklahoma. His son, Kevin, uh, getting the UNLV job. I think I'm done promoting. Brother, as if I have to say this, enjoy the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. We will have you again here on College Basketball Coast to Coast before we're done. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it, TJ. And as we do continue on, I always love the insight of my analyst, Mark Wise, who has been with me, still returning my calls, still returning my text message, working with me back in the day, Sirius XM, Fox Sports Radio. Tune in now for the last eight years. You see him on ESPN and the SEC Network coverage of college basketball. Sweet 16 coming. First of all, good to have you. We've been salivating. We've been on the holding pattern for a few days. I know we're about ready to go with eight more games Saturday and Sunday, first of all. Good to have you. Well, thanks very much, TJ. You know, it, it, in this new fo- format, in terms of the calendar, doesn't it seem like nobody's played in the tournament for about a month now? Yeah, I would agree. We had to go cold turkey since uh, since Monday uh, with this. And, and usually the Sweet 16 is like a Thursday, Friday thing. Now it's a Saturday, Sunday thing. And the Elite Eight, the good news is, obviously, the Elite Eight coming Monday, Tuesday, is you only got to wait about three days for the final four, four days, for the final four games to be played on Saturday by design with the guidelines. That's good. All right, so before I get into you breaking down the matchups, which you do as well as anybody that's out there, so the fans want to perk up here on college basketball coast-to-coast momentarily, you have not just good but fantastic insight in general on the coaching carousel, but in specific, folks, uh, Mark has been in and around the Florida Gator basketball program for practically 30 years in and around it. So who better to follow up me talking to T.C. Martin out in Las Vegas about Kevin Kruger, the son, getting the UNLV job, and then suddenly Lon Kruger, not completely detached, he was already thinking of it anyway, deciding to retire at Oklahoma. Your thoughts first on Kevin Kruger, the son, getting the UNLV job, if you would. Well, first of all, I knew Kevin Kruger as a uh, youngster and as a baseball player. He was a really good, youthful baseball player uh, here in the Gainesville area. Um, I'm thrilled for him. I'm thrilled for Lon in terms of his career. You know, uh, people tend to forget here before Billy Donovan, there was actually a final four that Lon Kruger orchestrated with that 1994 team with the, uh, uh, with the great guard play of, of cross and Brown and, and, and Andrew DeClerc. Um, so yeah, that was, I was in Miami, which is where they won the regional that year when they had a, a big break with UConn missing the free throws. And then they went on and beat Boston college in the regional final before running into Duke and in Charlotte in the final four. So Lon Kruger, everything that everybody says about Lon Kruger is correct. Um, he's just one of the nicest guys going in this profession. 
And I wish um, we could figure out some way for Lon Kruger to play a role coaching the coaches down the road. Well, and he's done it the right way. I know what you're saying without saying it. And he's done it at multiple places, not just Florida, Kansas State before that, Illinois, UNLV, and now at Oklahoma. So he leaves at Oklahoma. Shaka Smart, since we've last talked to you, has suddenly departed ahead of the posse, if you will, and gone to Marquette. Two big openings in the Big 12. Indiana still bumbling around, has not hired a coach. Uh, The coaching carousel is going to be very interesting over the next few days, couple of weeks. Yes? Uh, There's no question about it. You know, we had a pandemic pause last year. Normally, in in, in a normal year, we have around 54 Division I coaching changes each season. Last year, that number, because of the pandemic, was down to the low 20s. Well, guess what number we're on our way back to? Because right now, it's awfully close to 40, and there are still dominoes yet to happen. I agree with you. I I don't know what Indiana's doing. I'm sure Texas is going to go first to Chris Beard and move on from there. So um, there's a lot of interesting hires still yet to happen. Yeah, the interesting name, Bruce Pearl, being kicked around for Texas in particular. I don't know if that's where it ends up, but Pearl obviously experienced at Tennessee and at Auburn where there are primarily football schools, the same as Texas. I don't know if the dots connect. Who knows if Chris Beard gets the Texas job. We'll find out on the carousel. Enough about away from the court. Mark has been (laughs) like in the starting block waiting for the starter's pistol to go off. Four games Saturday, four games Sunday, Buffet in front of you for Saturday. Go for it. What stands out? It begins with Loyola, Chicago, and Oregon State. It progresses uh, then with Baylor and Villanova. Uh, It continues on into the evening with Syracuse and Houston eventually. I mean, we've got four games and and sandwiched in between. Oh, by the way, is the upstart Oral Roberts 15 seed playing Arkansas. So four of them on Saturday. Give me as much or as little as you want about all of those. Go for it. Well, let's start with the region, um, the first game and the last game in terms of the Loyola, Oregon State, and then the Houston Syracuse. You know, it's interesting because I look at the teams and potential matchups, and if I'm Loyola, the team I do not want to see is Houston because they'll make the game into a rock fight, a rock fight even more than Loyola makes games into. They can win games easier, I think, against the, somebody like a Loyola. However, if I'm Houston, guess which team I did not want to play? That would be Syracuse. So I don't even know if Houston can get to Loyola. I know this. I know that when Grimes and Sasser make shots, you know, Houston is, is final four good. There's no question about that. When they miss shots, they get to the offensive glass as well as anybody in the country. So a big challenge for Syracuse, and I, I think Houston is so inconsistent, I'm going to say that they're not going to make a multitude of shots. Giroux's not healthy. So there's going to be offensive rebounds to be had. That's one of the reasons why Syracuse has done a good job in this run is they've kind of cleaned up the glass. Um, that will be the challenge in that game. Who wins? the? Can, can Houston in second-chance points, let's say, be plus – double figures in that differential. So they need to be plus 12 in second chance points, plus 10. In terms of Loyola um, and the Oregon State matchup, um, Oregon State's had a great run, but 
this Loyola team is so connected on the defensive end. I'm not sure Oregon State's going to score enough points. I look for this to be slow, slower, slowest in terms of tempo. But I think Loyola comes out on top, um, you know, 62-55, something like that. Wow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an incredible story no matter what because it's either a 12 or an 8 that makes the Elite Eight. And if it's Syracuse as an 11 that they're playing, how wild is that in a crazy topsy-turvy 2021 tournament? A few more minutes with Mark Wise finding at MW Hoops for Mark Wise. MW Hoops on social media. Love his insight with ESPN and the SEC Network. Give me 30 quick seconds. If Oral Roberts can hang in with Arkansas, and you had Arkansas a couple of times, the reason yeah. or reasons will be what in that game Saturday night? Because they're going to figure out a way to offset Arkansas's double teaming, running and jumping on Max Aismas. And what Arkansas did with Sharif Cooper is they took like a high school team would, TJ. Hey, you two guys, you go get the ball out of that guy's hand. And then they're willing to live with what happens on the back end. I promise you, Arkansas is going to do the same thing with Aismas. Musselman is going to run two guys at Aismas. He's not going to allow him to get 25, 30 points. Are the other guys for Oral Roberts good enough to keep up in that situation? And then in terms of the Baylor-Villanova game to to kind of complete the day, um, here's the bottom line. Baylor makes threes at a high rate. Villanova does not defend threes at a high rate. I wouldn't be surprised to see Baylor have a – pretty comfortable win here all right Uh, again mark is with me for a few more moments as we get ready uh, for the game saturday and i can't let you get out of here without asking you about sunday obviously unbeaten gonzaga plays creighton in the first game around two eastern time we spent some time yesterday on this show you know him well with the hall of fame voice of the florida state seminoles gene deckerhoff talking fsu michigan that's the second game around five eastern time in the chronology from indianapolis ucla alabama you got a lot for me, I know, on Alabama. And then Oregon-USC, the Pac-12 late-night game, of uh, highly entertaining for an Elite Eight spot. Preview Sunday just a little bit. Give me something that stands out, any or all of these games for Sunday, real quick, Mark Wise. Two really jump out at me. Florida State-Michigan. Michigan was much better in that uh, second-round win than I think in anybody thought. They won a really tough game against LSU. Florida State. They just seem to figure out a way to make it to the Elite Eight. So I, I think these are two teams. This is going to be a one-possession game. Uh, one minute to go, it's a one-possession game. The other uh, matchup that kind of jumps out at me is the USC-Oregon game. And I'm going to go back to the same thing I talked about over on the right side of the bracket. You know, I, I think um, Gonzaga would have more trouble with USC and their 14 feet of Mobley and the matchups that that presents and the problems that that presents. However, I don't know that USC can get by Oregon. So Gonzaga may not have to worry about that. Um, You know, Creighton will have to play lights out. That game's going to be 95-85 in one way or another. I just don't see Creighton with the ability to beat Gonzaga. The bigger question is who will the Zags play in the regional final? I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to be Oregon. All right, we'll see on that. Again, Alabama's a team that you had a couple of times. They really look like they came to life in the second half of that Maryland game, even more so with John Petty specifically coming to life. What an intriguing 
uh, styles of difference. Mick Cronin loves to grind a lot of the time with defense, although as you've educated me and you, when you watch them, they play more up-tempo now at UCLA, more offensive-minded. I got about 90 seconds left. Give me more on Alabama-UCLA Sunday night Sweet 16 game, please. Well, if this is the first time you've tuned in, let me tell you about Alabama. Uh, most coaches, TJ, and you've heard me say this before, most coaches would love to have one shooter 41% or better in league play because that's when things tighten up. There's not as many possessions. One, just one shooter, 41% or better from bonus land. Well, Alabama's got five of them. That's right, five of them. And the leading scorer, Shackelford, he's not one of the five. He's had a very inconsistent three-point shooting season. So uh, they're going to be able to score in way too many ways for UCLA. The, the, the question be, you know, the good news, for you, they don't have to beat Michigan and FSU. You just have to beat one of them. Yeah, that would be a good thing. And one more, uh, again, on Nate Oates, the meteoric rise and the way that they play and the fact that they have so many different three-point shooters. They want to try to seduce you. We keep saying that word into playing their way. But Mick Cronin probably isn't going to do that. 30-second answer here. Mick Cronin's going to say to his team, we're not going up and down as much as you might want to with these guys. Uh, we, we will beat them playing our way and our strategy, right? Yeah, one of the things that is uh, overlooked is Alabama's defensive numbers. I mean, they're top 10 in the country in defensive efficiency. So whereas Creighton does not have a defensive uh, DNA to fall back on, Alabama does, and that will be the difference. UCLA will have trouble scoring. Love this man. Love his insight. Follow him at MW Hoops. Hear him with us, whether you're hearing us on TuneIn, top and bottom of the hour on the Tag Sports Group channel streaming, podcast form at College Basketball Coast to Coast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Eight games to go. Promise me that I get you on Monday <laughs> after the Sweet 16 is complete before we play two Elite Eight games on Monday night and two more on Tuesday night in this 21 21- tournament this 2021 tournament mark i look forward to talking to you when it's all over and here we go here we go with saturday and sunday in the sweet 16 i love it thank you thank you tj great stuff from him great stuff from tc martin of the tc martin show in vegas again find this show via podcast apple podcast spotify etc also find us as well on tune in top and bottom of the hour on the tag sports group channel For now, once again, we are done. Enjoy the Sweet 16 Saturday and Sunday. We're back on Sunday again tomorrow at the time that we're doing this with a recap of the Saturday games and look ahead to Sunday. For now, we're good on college basketball coast to coast. Bye.